The time is here. The time is now. The Houston Astros take on the Minnesota Twins. If you're going to go to the game, wear orange and be loud. We're going to talk about keys to a series victory for the Houston Astros against their old friend Carlos Correa on this playoff edition of Locked on Astros. Bury me in the H. Locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. Find the show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. And I ain't throwing any shade today. Uh, the Astros are going to go out there and they're going to kick some twins butt. Uh, Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me on they can find me on X, TikTok, and Instagram at H-Town Wheelhouse. They can find me on X, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, at Stroh's 411, always positive, positive. I love the playoffs in Houston, always Stroh's. Guys, thank you for making us your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and keep on subscribing to us. Go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify. Wherever you listen to your podcast, go and become an everydayer. Somebody listens to our podcast every day and become part of our crew. And we're going to go ahead and bring you some shows after every pot, every uh, game this postseason, and I think this is going to be great. Uh, we have a different pitcher going against uh, us than we thought there would be. I'm gonna go and take off these shades because I'm too cool for shades. So, uh, but I'm just excited about this whole series. I think the Astros, they they have the experience, they have the veteran leadership on this, and they have what it, it takes to get the job done. But what uh, we are, we do have to worry about is Carlos Correa, and he had some things to say about the Houston Astros and playing against them and playing at Minute Maid Park. Um, this is the first time he would be doing that against the Astros. Uh, last time the two teams played each other, it was with Carlos Correa on the team. So it's a whole different story. Uh, who's going to be on the mound for the Astros um, in game one? We already know it's Justin Verlander. But who's going to be on the – I guess on the rest of the roster, I broke it down. I looked at last year's uh, ALDS roster and I kind of manipulated it. And I think uh, it'll be a little bit different this year, but we'll have to see. But there's a lot for us to discuss on this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. So, Brett, what are you the most excited for going into game one at ALDS? Oh, dude, I'm just excited. I mean, honestly, compared to where we were a few weeks ago, I'm just I'm just glad we're here. Um, we we really kind of got a scare and wondered if the Mariners or somebody else was going to take our spot. Um, right. You know, I'm not I'm not nervous like a lot of people are saying. A lot of people are like, "Oh, I'm nervous. I'm I'm kind of nervous because of this series." I, look, this team this team is this team's going to be fine. This team is going to be able to take care of business because they have been there, done that. They've got all the T-shirts. It's not just one T-shirt. They got them all. They got the whole series of T-shirts. They got so many playoff T-shirts. Their moms could all make a T-shirt quilt out of the amount of playoff games and, and playoff victories that they have. And so what it simply comes down to is this. 
Um, we have a starting pitcher, Justin Verlander, who is probably more primed and ready to go and more healthy than he's been in the last three or four years since 2017, really. Right. And you've got a offense that, when it's firing on all cylinders, can absolutely beat anybody. We saw that early in the season with the sweeps of the Rays and of the Braves. We've seen that when they've taken care of business in Baltimore with the Orioles. And we just we know what the potential is, okay? Um, I love hearing that Brantley's 100%. I love hearing that Jordan is 100%. But this lineup is such a squeeze that you have to sit there and go, wow, we have to decide how many ABs Yiner's going to get. We have to decide where is Brantley playing. Is Chas McCormick going to play? How much is he going to play? How much is Dubon going to play? How do you keep his bat out of the lineup? Because Dubon's really been the most consistent bat all season right. long. He's been the guy you can depend on for hits. And, you know, he's had a walk-off here lately. Key clutch hits in those last six games. And so I'm just excited about really all of it, Eric. I, I think you're going to see this team really start coming together and all the hard work paying off in the right time in the clutch. I know that Dusty Baker kind of um, said he doesn't know how healthy Michael Brantley was, but Michael Brantley came out today and said that, no, I'm hundred percent ready. It was good to have those days off, but I'm perfectly fine and I'm ready to play every day. And especially against all right-handers uh, starting pitchers for the twins, you're going to see Michael Brantley out there as often as you can. And this is a guy that the Astros did not have in their lineup last year when they won the World Series. So this is a big, uh, big addition to the team. And I'm when I made my roster, I'm not going to lie, I forgot about one pitcher. And I had Adam as my 26 guy because this guy, he has potential to be good, but it's Kendall Graveman. I just totally forgot he was on the team just because he hasn't wowed us. Um, and there's yeah. been good moments, bad moments, but I have to talk about my rest of the roster, but uh, there are six Astros players that are on the, that are on my ALDS roster that weren't on the roster last year. The rest of them are pretty much holdovers. So this is a good majority of the team. 20 out of 26 players are uh, holdovers from last year. So I think that's a good uh, sign for the Houston Astros. And one thing I did want to bring up uh, that we didn't talk about yesterday was uh I don't know if you know this, Brett, but the Astros haven't faced the same opponent in ALDS uh, since they've started playing. In 2015, hmm. it was the Royals. 2017, it was the Red Sox. In 2018, it was the Indians or, or Guardians, whatever they were called back then. Uh, 2019, it was the Rays. In 2020, it was the A's. 2021, it was the White Sox. 2022, it was the Mariners. And 2023, it was the Twins. So you would think that we would be facing the same guys over and over again in ALDS, but it's not. And so it just it's kind of ironic to see that, but you they always end up at the same spot. ALCS, most most time in the World Series. That's just the type of pedigree this team is. And that's why Minnesota fans they're acting all tough and everything. And more power to you. But Astros fans, we just know what our team is capable of. And we heard, uh, we heard, uh, I think Chaz McCormick say it, a couple other players say it. When it comes to October, I think Jeff Blum even said it on the radio today. When it comes to October, this team just has a way of turning it on. And that's why I've been saying for the past month or so. They do. They, they do truly have a playoff mode. And I'm still feeling really good about 
my confidence in Justin Verlander having the best postseason that he's ever had. And Eric, like you had mentioned with our roster construction, let's talk about, um, look, number one, facing Carlos Correa. Um, something he said today before we, we get into the pictures, just something I want to mention real quick, I, I thought was worth mentioning. He said that last night at dinner and this morning at breakfast, he was in Houston eating mm-hmm. and he had he had Astros fans come up to him, thank him for what was going what what he did for the city. And he said they kept wishing me good luck. And he was like, you do realize I don't play for the Astros anymore. He thought it was kind of funny. He's like, so I'm going to take those well wishes with me. And so, you know, fans, I think we're just being just genuinely love Carlos Correa, his wife, his family, what they meant to the community. You know, he is, I believe, Lance McCullers. They are each other's um, godparents to their children. And so they have a real close name. You're not going to sever relationships off the field. Those actually probably mean more to them than anything. But this is a proven, um, you know, champion. This is a guy that called for the the uh, pickoff of um, Vlad Guerrero Jr. in that game, too. That was a key play in that game. Sonny Gray didn't realize till after the game that it was Carlos Correa that called for that. And so right. his acumen is huge baseball-wise. But with knowing that, knowing you've got an experienced guy, he knows these pitchers. And so the the question remains is how many pitchers are they going to carry? Because last year in the ALDS, they carried 12 pitchers. Yeah, I think this year you have to carry 13 pitchers. Would you possibly go 14? Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. I don't uh, before we move away from Carlos Correa. Oh, yeah, go um, ahead. he said um, uh, to, to some of the fans that kind of wished him good luck. He said, are you sure you want to tell me good luck? And uh, on Jose Altuve, because somebody asked, well, um, we noticed that uh, fans are still booing Jose Altuve. Um, he said, well, they boo him, but I feel that's entertainment for the fans to go out there and do that. He's going to be in a Hall of Fame one day. There's no doubt about that. It's tired by now. That booing still happens, but it happens. And also, apparently, Dusty Baker, I must have missed this, but Dusty Baker said that uh, Carlos Correa is um, him and his wife's favorite player and uh, right. outside of Houston. And so Carlos Correa said, actually, my wife brought it up this morning with teary eyes to me, what Dusty <laughs> said about me. It truly means a lot. Dusty is a man that I respect so much as a manager. He was always great to me. We built a great uh, uh, relationship. And uh, Correa also said that he has not had any contact with any of his former teammates leading up to the series. He says, We'll be friends again after the series. Right now, we're both uh, both teams are focused on winning the series. It's an important one, and I think we can all agree on that. And right now, the Astros just are going to go out there, and hopefully, they're not going to fall to the sleeper Twins. But let's go and talk about sleeper for a second, Brett. Yeah, definitely. Sleeper is ready for you to make your bets and look, make your mark on the sleeper world. I'm telling you. The baseball playoffs are here, and you can win 100 times your money with Daily Fantasy Baseball. Why not pick up some of the studs that are in this series this week where you have Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, Jose Altuve. I could go down the entire Astros lineup. I'm going to say Minnesota Twins, guys, but I hope they don't do too well. So maybe pick the under on them for home runs and hits and things like that, like Carlos Correa, um, Royce Lewis, and many others. What you can do with this app is you can join a group of friends. You can start group chat. You can smack talk. You can do whatever you want. You can pick more or less on stats for these stars with home runs, hits, strikeouts, 
and for more and for up to 100 times payout on Sleeper, get your picks right and you can win big. Use the promo code Locked On and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Sleeper is where it's at. Make sure that you check out the Astros. If you're going to listen to them, listen to the Astros play the Twins Saturday Game 1, the ALDS, 3.45 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch all the hometown play calls on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. So, you know, we we do have some questions here already in the chat, and they're asking about us what we're going to be talking about here right now. Um is, you know, how many pitchers is this going to be a four-man rotation? And I know um, we we were going to talk about some stuff last night and we didn't get to because we had the Twins talk as well. Right. But um, Dana Brown did say that he looks at Urquidy taking on a bullpen type of role, which means I believe Christian Javier would be slotted in as the third your, starter. as your third starter. And then after that, you've JP got J.P. France or – Hunter Brown in there to help out if JP France, I'm not, I'm not saying yeah, starting, but JP France to come in there and be the starter Hunter Brown to come in if he's needed. Maybe, I mean, you could use, you could use Hunter Brown in a, in a long relief role. Right. Um, you can also use Kitty as a long reliever too. So uh, both true. of those guys has an option. So if, if one of them has, if you have to take out Verlander for some reason, early you can always bring in one of those guys so that's the benefit of having two starters in the bullpen like hunter brown and urquidy so i think that's what they're looking at is that type of a situation yeah um yeah exactly someone's asking does carlos still have a house in houston i believe he still does i don't i don't think they i don't quote me on that i don't I yeah don't. yeah he he may still have a house here i'm not sure but look right here matt mcneil saying the key for the Astros pitching is no walks. Twins will play small ball in certain situations. You know, that is that's a great observation. Um, they do strike out a lot, but they also they also can take pitches, they can work counts. And so if the if Justin Verlander's not on early, that could spell, you know, early pressure. I'm not gonna say doom, but I really think that the Astros need to jump on the twins pitching early, mm-hmm. especially since it's not their ace. And if you do that, then you can get Justin Verlander to settle in because Justin Verlander spoke to the um, he spoke to the to the press today, and they asked how he was feeling physically, and he said, "I feel pretty good right now. Most of the season's been a bit tough, kind of starting behind the eight ball when the injury with the injury, and then trying to find my mechanics a lot of the year. But it seems to have slowly gotten better and better in the last few outings. I felt pretty good. Basically, what he did say in this press conference was." they made a basically an adjustment in his mechanics and that adjustment is mechanics uh, from his, his last outing was so good because they made that last minute adjustment. And so he's taken that late season adjustment that he's made into the playoffs, which gives me even more confidence about how he is going into this uh, ALDS. Yeah. I wasn't ever really worried about uh, Javier. I thought that Javier was eventually going to figure it out. I think he, there was some fatigue there. I think there was some, um, maybe some, okay, I got my contract. Um, I, I need to try to live up to that contract and maybe trying to do too much at some time. So I think that what, that's what we're seeing there. But uh, for the twins, a lot of people thought it was going to be Joe Ryan in game one. And even Joe Ryan was like, uh, 
uh, he thought he was supposed to, he was supposed to be the game three pitcher in the wild card series. And so even uh, I was I went behind the scenes and looked at a athletic article um, from the twin side. And he said that he asked, well, if we don't have game three of the wild card series, does that mean I'm going to start game one of the ALDS? And uh, the manager was like, couldn't give him a direct answer. So meaning that uh, it wasn't set in stone that he was going to start in game one of the Astros. There's, there's several Astros that have had home runs against him. Uh, he, he has uh, a little uh, checkered past against the Astros. He's had some good starts, but he's also allowed some home runs. So I think the, as the twins are going uh, with uh, Brett o- Ober. He's somebody yeah. that was eight and six with a 3.43 ERA with 146 strikeouts and 144 and one thirds innings pitch. So uh, he throws a lot of fastball and he's a, uh, and Baldelli said that he's a um, tough-minded guy. Uh, it wasn't an easy decision, but we went with this guy. It's a different, unique look. He's pitched really well lately. He's coming off a little break, and he had later on in the year, he looks really strong. Over, overall, we just really like what we've seen. So they felt more confident going with Ober versus uh, Joe Ryan at this point. So Joe Ryan would probably be saved for game four. Yeah, and so um, you know, to go back to and and that's 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 an interesting aspect to mention with the, with the twins, where where a pitcher's thinking he's going to go somewhere, and the, the coach can't really give him, you know, right. that's that did really give you like, oh boy, they really are confident in me. But Joe Ryan has not had great success against the Astros, from what I re- recall. But to kind of reemphasize this this thing about Justin Verlander, I had mentioned early about his mechanics. I have his exact quote here. Um, he says um, there were just kind of as things started to settle in a little bit. He said I've started to find some stuff mechanically that freed me up a little bit, particularly in that last start. I found something just kind of mobility wise that freed up my body a little bit and allowed me. I wasn't sure how it was going to work. I told a couple of guys in the locker room that I thought I found something and I was, and I always say that. So they would kind of joke with me about it. He said, but it seemed I did when the velocity jumped a little bit, hopefully I can carry that into the postseason. through right. the postseason. We'll see. So that is, that is key. You know, this is to me, this is a guy that is a veteran, a 16, 17 year veteran, a guy that's been here almost 20 years in the league. And he is sitting here making adjustments to what he does. I mean, this is first ballot Hall of Famer, Justin Verlander. Um, I love to see this. And his leadership, Eric, in this postseason can't be overstated enough. Yeah. So Justin Verlander kind of um, came in. I know we had to give up a lot. Um, a lot of the Astros future to reacquire him, but uh, you also have him uh, for the future as well. So it's, it wasn't just a one year, I mean, half a season type thing. And Justin Verlander has, has shown me, I know in the past we've had the argument, well, he's not really a good postseason pitcher. He's had some good games. He's had some bad games, but uh, we don't know what this version of Justin Verlander will go out and do the way he's been pitching the past couple games. If he goes out there and pitches like that, the Twins won't be able to touch him and then just get it to the back of the bullpen. The back of the bullpen has been doing its job all year. In fact, I have some stats here if I can find it. But um, so uh, last year in the playoffs, nine pitchers compiled a 0.83 ERA in 54 and one-thirds innings pitching. 
uh, in the uh, going on in the playoffs to the World Series. And um, so no bullpen before that had a sub 100 ERA uh, in the playoffs with a minimum of 40 innings pitched. So this year, the Astros bullpen was um, 3.56 ERA. It was seventh in the majors and it's uh, 1.27 whip was 10th. So it's not exactly the same. It's not performing the exact same way. But I think that we've seen some signs that this bullpen can revert back to what it was in 2023. We need Ryan Presley to be more consistent. We need that Rafael Montero that we've seen little glimpses of. We need the Kendall Graveman that we traded for. And Hector Neris needs to continue to have that fire, that heart, that passion out there. And we need Brian Brayu just go out there and just be nails and just go out there and just get the job right. done. And the rest of the, uh, we'll talk about the roster in a second, but the rest of the guys just got to go out there and get outs. Exactly. Um, Robert's sitting here asking me if, if I think Justin Verlander will, will give us seven innings. I believe he will. I believe you're going to see Justin Verlander go out there and he's going to, I believe he's got the ability to go out there and be efficient. And I think the seven innings also what, a key part of that is his offense backing him up as well. But mm-hmm. if he's rolling, if he's efficient, if he's throwing strikes, if he's not walking batters, there's no reason to pull him early. You don't have to protect him, pull him in the sixth inning. You keep him in the say you keep him in as long as you feel comfortable with him being in there. Now, look, you know, baseball is back. It's October and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. You're right. I'm not making this up. They're going to get you started with $200 in bonus bets when you place a $5 bet. doesn't matter whether you win that bet or not. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to create your new account. Then you can go and get into the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get the W, predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bats. So head over to fanduel.com slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate for this postseason with $200 in bonus bets. When you make your first $5 bet, make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. And listen to the Astros play the Twins Saturday game one, ALDS, 345 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch all the hometown calls on SiriusXM with the SXM app. Search Astros. Eric, I've got a question for you. Um, right. Charlie Pulillo, Charlie Pulillo was talking about it today. He had a picture of Minute Maid Park with the roof open. And he said, I really doubt the roof will be open for game one. But for game two, it's more likely. He said, but you know what? I'm going to hold out hope for a 1% chance that the Astros open the roof for game one. What do you think? Zero percent. They've already announced game that one? it's going to oh, be they have. close. For oh, both okay. Games. I didn't know that. Why? Oh, it's close for both. Why? games. Yeah. Because Why? that's what the players want. The players want it closed. Wait, I thought major league baseball decided. Well, um, no, um, that's the Astros close. I think in the world series, um, that's when they, oh, maybe in the, the later rounds, that's when they decide. Wow. I, okay. I didn't know that. No, the Astros have already announced that the roof will be closed for the, the next the first two games. And uh, a lot of people are asking, well, why? That doesn't make any sense. So 
Uh, we'll have to see, but um, I think that the Astros with the roof close, they like how loud fans get. And so this is my, I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a second. Okay. Okay. I just stepped on my soapbox. All right. So um, guys, I'm not going to be able to go to the game tomorrow, uh, but if you're going to the game, wear orange, be loud. If they give you the thunder sticks, be loud with the thunder sticks. If they give you the towels, be loud. Who cares if you can't talk the next day? Go out there, cheer on your Houston Astros. I don't know if you heard Kyle Tucker out there saying, thank you for supporting us, but we need you to continue to support. Continue to support the Houston Astros. Go out there, be loud and proud, and don't uh, don't just talk about what you did today, that day, uh, what's going on at work, um, what little Johnny's doing at school. Talk about the Astros. The Astros are in the playoffs, and go out there, root them on, and let's show the nation how we support the Houston Astros because we know outside of Houston, nobody gives a crap about the Houston Astros. So let's show them what real fans are and go out there and support the Houston Astros. You know, Eric, thank you for saying that. I, I, I appreciate that because that is, look, don't go to the game and do this. Look at me, folks. Get on your phone, get off the phone. Yeah, well, I mean, look, hey, I look, if you see me, let's take a selfie. Let's get right. that on social media. Let's do that. That rules. But the Astros crowd, I think Minute May was ranked fifth most ruckus crowd in Major League Baseball. Now, I don't know what the definition of ruckus is, but let's be let's be loud. Let's let's act like that Minnesota crowd was acting because they hadn't seen a playoff in what 20 something years. Just go out there and be loud. Now, I want to tell you all also, not just for the game, but here is the deal. Here are the times. 1 o'clock p.m., the gates open. From 1 to 3.45, um, there is a street fest. Now, first pitch is at 3.45, so you might want to get in before that. 3.20 is the lineup intros, the big intros, and it says wear orange. Make sure you know the bag policy. You can't have anything. Like, I usually bring a string backpack if I'm going to bring my glove. You can bring a clear bag. A couple things that these fans may not know if they're first-time playoff people, if they haven't been to Minute Maid Park, you can bring in a gallon Ziploc bag with a bottle of water for each person that's sealed, and you can bring food. I've literally seen people go to different restaurants like Hooters or somewhere like that, put their stuff in this Ziploc bag and go inside, and you'll have to pay to eat it. Um, and I don't know if they've gotten more strict on it. I've never been stopped myself, but I know that for a while you've been able to bring your yeah. cup back into the stadium, but well, I think they're, I think they've been doing. a little, yeah, it depends on which gate you go in. Um, if you talk to Carol at the home plate gate, she'll probably let you through. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, I've seen people with, uh, like a bag of spaghetti, uh, go in as long oh, as it's that's nasty. Clear. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Yeah. If you eat, you you, if you eat spaghetti out of a bag, I do not want to take a picture with you. No offense. That's just, that's kind of weird. That's kind of weird. This isn't Halloween. We're not reaching our hand in some mystery bag. But what is that? Anyways, yeah. but hey, look, I'm excited. Um, we're going to be, look, I guess I got to be down there sooner. I didn't know the gates opened at one until just now. Right. So be loud, get there early, stay late, party. It's going to be fun. But please also, you know what? Celebrate responsibly. Um, they do have a really cool thing. You can get a designated driver wristband and get a free Coca-Cola there mm-hmm. at the stadium. 
Um, make sure you have a designated driver. Please don't drink and drive this weekend. Look, the Astros are fun and they may win both games, but it's not worth putting your life in danger. So please, you know, celebrate responsibly, especially if you're going to eat that, all that spaghetti. Make sure someone's there helping you with a napkin. Eat spaghetti responsibly too. I can't. Are you serious? You've seen someone yes. do that? I'm sure I saw somebody really... with a bag of spaghetti. I thought I was no, there wait. with you. Maybe I was with somebody else, but it was like. No. I'm like they 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 literally have a bag of spaghetti over there. <laughs> did they have did they have meatballs? I don't know. I wasn't looking that close. Did they have parmesan cheese? I don't know. I was not looking that close. I just saw a bag of spaghetti. That's all I know. And uh, was so it from Olive Garden because Josh we know that's Reddick will be throwing food. out the first pitch. No, sorry. Oh, yeah, no, right. Josh Reddick will be doing the pl- let's play ball and Mattress right. Mac will be throwing out the first pitch. So Mattress Mac will be throwing out the first pitch, then Josh the Reddick, that's right. And <laughs> then um one of the games you'll have two of two from the Houston Dynamo, Brian Ching, Houston Dynamo legend, and then another one of their players will be throwing out the first pitch as well. But look, it's going to be exciting. If y'all are there, um yeah. just know that I'm going to be there Saturday, I'm going to be there Sunday. And so if you see me around, hit me up on social media. We'll, we can meet up. Uh, I would love to say hi. All right. So uh, the Astros did replace the outfield after all the concerts they had recently. So uh, the roof is open today because uh, they have to let the sun hit the new turf, but it's going to be closed for the two games. Uh, Dusty Baker was asked about, does he expect to come back next year? This is what he said. I try to live in the present and look forward. I'm grateful to the Lord and Jim Crane for giving me this opportunity. It's been a good marriage here. Uh, so we don't know what that means, but uh, we don't know if he's going to come back or not. But uh, the Astros did go two and four against the Twins this year. But keep in mind that uh, Alvarez was not in the lineup for uh, most of that. And uh, also that uh, we do need to go ahead and go over the roster. This is what I think the roster yeah. is going to be. I think that despite them for two seasons going to ALDS with 12 pitchers and only 12 pitchers, I think they're going to go with 13 this year because I just don't see who the odd man out is. And I don't see a hitter that's really worthy of um, leaving the pitcher out. So this is who my roster is. Justin Verlander, from Valdez, Christian Javier, JP France. That's the rotation. Long reliever is Jose Arquiti. Then you have Ryan Presley, Brian Abreu, Hector Neris, Phil Maton, Rafael Montero, Ryan Stanek, Hunter Brown, and Kendall Graveman. That's my pitchers. Any, any? No, I, no, I, I, I've just seen, I've just seen people say if they don't carry a certain number of pitchers, Stanek might be on the outside looking in yeah. this time around. That's the only guy I would remove. I yeah, think that's, Hunter Brown that's with only- his arm. I think that he can definitely go out there for a short inning, short outing. But you know, it's good baseball. But, you know, Eric, even in a five-game series, even in a shortened series, um, with the amount of, like, how this pitching relief core has performed, having Stanek on there may be a good thing. Because let's say you get into a game. Let's just say you get into a game where you get in some trouble. You don't you don't want to burn your, your more reliable. Like, you want to bring in Stanek because you can hopefully rely on him to get you out, but you also don't want to use a guy that you may value more at this point in the season, like a Nerys or a Brayu. So he may be kind of a stopgap. I'm just, you know, right. I like having more pitchers in this situation because I think we don't really, I mean, we got a couple guys on the bench. I mean, we can, anyways, 
Tell me, tell me about your offensive guys. Okay, I have Martin Maldonado, Yiner Diaz, Jose Abreu, Jose Altuve, Jeremy Pena, Alex Bregman, Mauricio Dubon. I put him as an infielder just because we have mm-hmm. a lot of outfielders this, this year. Gray Kessinger, I really don't see the purpose of him, but there's not really anybody else. He could be a defensive replacement or he can be a pinch runner later in the game. You have Kyle Tucker, Chaz McCormick, Jordan Alvarez, and Jake Myers and Michael Brantley. So, okay, so no surprise. So no John Singleton. No John Singleton. Okay. Uh, no third catcher. I think that Dana right. Brown has pretty much confirmed that. Yeah, I, I just Eric, I just feel like where they are. Um, look, Martin Maldonado stepped it up. I mean, I haven't heard a whole lot of people praising him how he performed in the last six games of the season. When he threw out those two runners, threw out the guy at second, he was like, I finally threw out somebody. So I think if anybody is aware of where things have kind of gone downhill a little bit for him. It's Martin Maldonado because back there, Eric, he really values his place on the team. And the last thing he wants to do is be the reason a guy gets on base or be right. a reason that the guy, next guy up hits a bloop single and someone scores because he didn't throw him out. So if there's anyone that cares about their craft, it's, it's Martin Maldonado. Um, I love hearing that Jordan Alvarez is saying that he has nothing to worry about with his elbow. Um, he he believes that he's full strength. He's ready to go. And then Michael Brantley is ready to go. Michael Brantley is just that dude is he is the coolest. He is he goes the work that I've done and, you know, the knowledge that I have of my swing. Just when he talks in interviews, mm-hmm. you're just like, yes, sir. Yes, Mr. Brantley, whatever you want. I mean, it's just he just he commands so much respect. And I think having him healthy right now, Eric. And I'm so glad I was wrong about him not coming back this year. All right. So somebody asked uh, if uh, Jabu will be watching the game. Yes, he'll be watching the game. Uh, he'll be watching his uh, with his cool sunglasses on. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about tomorrow. Um, I'm g- just go out there and root for the Astros. Hopefully they come back to Houston uh, if needed, or hopefully they don't. I don't know. I just hope that this is um, – the Astros win the series. Um, I, I I love October baseball. I don't want this to end. I I don't I don't want this to just be a one and done. So let's just go out there, play our best baseball, and we don't worry about what the Twins do. We just play our best baseball and get it done. So Brett, your closing arguments. Hey, let's go Astros. Let's go Astros. Just go out there, be loud, be bright and orange, and make sure that you tune in to Locked on Astros, your only daily Astros podcast who's got you covered after every postseason game. He's Eric Demand Heisman. I'm H-Town Wellhouse. Find us on all socials, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and make sure that you tell your friends about us to make us your team every day. And as always, let's go Astros! Astros. Let's go! Is this a yeehaw moment? Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Okay, there you go. Yes!